Together, growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, the reading I would like us to reflect on is the Gospel of John chapter 11, verses 1 to 45. Allow me not to read this Gospel account, but I will be referring to it. It is a story about Lazarus. It's a story about Martha and Mary. Lazarus was sick and a message was sent to Jesus. They said to Jesus, your friend is sick. And Jesus was delayed. But Jesus got the message and he told the disciples, there are two things that happens there that I feel are worth noting. The first one was the willingness of the apostles to go and help. The willingness of the apostles to go to Jerusalem, to be with Lazarus, and to spend time with Lazarus in Bethany. That is at the background of a great threat that going to Bethany the Jews could find Jesus and they could kill him. And Thomas, the doubting twin, says something absolutely powerful. Let us go up to die with you. Thomas is prepared to die with the Lord, is prepared to go on a journey so that their friend Lazarus could be saved. And that for me gives a profound act of faith. If you go to the Gospel of John and you find this great concept, no one has greater love than to lay down one's life for one's brothers. And so you realize that loving in action means I need to take a risk. Loving in action means I need to take a leap of faith. And that is a great act from the doubting Thomas. Then there is also another truth. When they are not sure whether Lazarus is dead or still alive, Jesus says to them, he has died. Jesus was delayed and Lazarus died. Now, how does Jesus deal with that? I mean, I look into my life and uh, I say, possibly I will beat myself so hard. I should have been there. I could have done something. But something prevented you from being there. But we also know this in our own lives, in, 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 in the things that we want to do. I mean, there's so much that we want to do and there's just not enough time. Or we get caught up doing other things. And sometimes we can be a bit harsh on ourselves. And we can beat ourselves up. But Jesus acknowledges the truth. 
I'm delayed. I'm late. And you will see the impact of this delay when Martha meets Jesus. The first thing she says when she sees Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. My dear brothers and sisters, it is one way of dealing with guilt and dealing with it on your own and beating yourself up. But it's another way when you're not just dealing with guilt, but you have people who are condemning you. If you had been here, and a great number of us have these voices that constantly speak negative. They, they don't care how good you've been. You know, you could be facing a beautiful wall which is painted white. Nobody notices how beautiful and how clean your wall is until there is a smirk of mud, ink, or paint, or whatever. That people will now notice that there is a spot on your wall. Somebody splashed something on your wall. But while it was spotless and beautiful, people hardly comment on it. And so too in our lives. There are people who are having a hard time at the moment. But they lack people who appreciate the good they have done. When I do good, nobody remembers. When I do bad, nobody forgets. Then there is another concept that I also find absolutely powerful. Is that Martha goes out to meet Jesus. To speak openly with Jesus while Mary stays in the house. And you can see how they both are dealing with death and the loss. For Martha, she can go out and ask for help. For Mary, it's too much for her to do. And so a message is sent to her. The Lord is here and Jesus gets there. And, and, and Mary uses the same words, expresses the same pain, anguish, disappointment, frustration. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And sometimes, dear brothers and sisters, we need to acknowledge that, that people who are grieving tend to say things that are not always nice. Because they themselves are dealing with their own sense of loss. And you find this with people who've been retrenched. You find this with people who've lost employment. Source of income. You find this with people who've had a terrible break, break up. You find this with people 
who've suffered and had a terrible divorce. It, it, it seems as if the pain they're feeling becomes too much that they want someone else to feel the pain. They may not intend it, some of them, but some know what they're doing and they do it. And so there is this pain in grief. And Jesus looks at them and he cries. I'm fascinated by the thought that Jesus cries for his friend Lazarus in as much as he cries for his friends Martha and Mary. Because he knows their pain. He sees their pain. And he does the same for us. If you notice that Jesus does not judge them, does not condemn them. And there's something that Jesus does. He journeys with them. Let's go to the tomb. Where have you laid him? And part of our healing demands that journey. Let's go back to the place of the dead. Let's go back to the place of the hurt. Let's go back to the place of betrayal. Let's go back to the place where you were wounded. And certain rituals need to be done there. Jesus asked them to open, to see, to view, to touch, to unbind, and eventually to let go. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.